Hey, how's everybody doing? And welcome back to 125 Unfiltered, episode 35. I know it's been a, a hot minute since I've gotten an episode out. Uh, I feel like I say the same thing every time college life gets busy. Um, I do feel a little bit bad, though. I did not get uh, a Baylor-Gonzaga recap out because I was really excited uh, about that national championship game. I will talk about it a little bit, but uh, today's episode is mainly going to be focused on what's been going on with UNC basketball uh, recently. A lot of big news that we've all uh, seen. Obviously, Roy Williams retiring, transfers going out, transfers coming in, uh, and we'll dive into all of that. But I do want to recap Gonzaga-Baylor quickly because um, uh, that, that's an episode I really missed, and obviously... Um, um, the timeliness is a bit off because that championship happened about two weeks ago. Um, but nevertheless, I'll, I'll spend about a minute or two just recapping my thoughts. Uh, I actually thought it was a great game. Uh, I have never seen a team uh, start out a championship game as good as Baylor did. They came out ready. Uh, they were the more physical team. Those guards are just so good on both ends of the floor. Davion Mitchell uh, is fantastic. Jared Butler, most outstanding player of the Final Four. Uh, he certainly did his thing. I believe he had 22. Macy Oteague had 19. Uh, so the guards were fantastic. Suggs and Nemhard uh, clearly are infi clearly inferior uh, to that three-guard set. Even Flagler off the bench, I believe he had 13. Uh, but a big story for me were the bigs. For Baylor, they were really physical down low. Uh, they pushed Timmy around. They were um, very, very good defensively. And uh, on the boards, Mark Vidal had eight rebounds. Uh, Timmy only got seven shots up. That's uh, a large part due to the defense played by uh, by the Baylor bigs. They prevented him from getting the ball, doubled him down low. They did not let him get comfortable at all. So you have to credit uh, the Baylor bigs down there for doing their part. Just that, that Baylor team is an all around really, really, really good team. Uh, head coach Scott Drew did a fantastic job uh, getting them, getting this pro, his program just uh, up to a, a national championship level. Uh, it just it was a really good tournament all around. I thought uh, I thought it was a great game, although it wasn't the closest game. Baylor just put on a show, uh, and that team they deserved it. They were the best team in the country. They proved it. Uh, Gonzaga had obviously got all the hype because they were undefeated, but it was that Baylor team that we should have been talking about for most of the season uh, because that team can really really play. They've got pros on it, and that that's just a really good basketball team. But overall, it's just a really fun uh, NCAA tournament this year. Got some great Cinderella runs from Oral Roberts and UCLA. But at the end of the day, we got to see the two top dogs of college basketball go at it. And it was the Baylor Bears that came out on top. So that's, that's just going to be that recap of that game. I know it's a little late, but I just want to give my thoughts on it because I was planning on making a whole episode about it. But this episode is going to be about UNC basketball. So first off, the big news, April Fool's. Roy Williams retires after 33 seasons as a head coach, 18 at Chapel Hill. Uh, my reaction when I saw the news, uh, yeah, I was surprised. Did not uh, did not hear any rumblings before this. Obviously, it coming out on April Fools is a bit unfortunate, but um, for being a, a new a new Tar Heel fan since uh, I mainly became a fan when I came here, uh, I did not did not have allegiance to the Tar Heels before uh, before coming to attend uh, UNC for college. Um, but being able to watch uh, this team under Roy Williams for a year was, I mean, obviously grateful for it. He's one of the best coaches ever in college basketball. He's on Mount Rushmore uh, for college basketball coaches. Uh, being able to go to a game while he was still the coach, going to the FSU game uh, and winning it uh, in the fashion that we did was was just great to see. Um, he's a legend. Um, we'll, I mean, Tar Heel Nation will never forget about him. Uh, he, he's won, I believe, 
three national championships here, maybe two. Um, but yeah, I, I was definitely surprised and also curious to see uh, where this program would uh, go to next. But uh, to Roy Williams out there, thank you uh, for all the work that you've done for uh, UNC. I mean, I mean, he's just again one of the greats, and um, and we're all uh, sad to see him go, but happy for the work that he did for UNC uh, as our head coach. So that left us in a very interesting spot. Who would our next head coach be after 18 years of Roy Williams? We, will we stay in-house? Are we going to go outside and try to get a Porter Moser, get someone from a big school? We stayed in-house. We got Hubert Davis as the new coach for the North Carolina Tar Heels. And I love this hire. I love that we stayed in-house. You, uh, you want to keep the continuity going with the program. Hubert Davis seems like a fantastic choice for the job. He played here at UNC. He played in the NBA. He's been with Roy Williams for nine years. I think this was a fantastic move for UNC. Uh, again, keeping continuity in a program is a big deal. You see Marquette went out and got Shaka Smart. Texas got uh, Chris Beard. That, that's a big change for a program. And, and staying in-house and, and, and staying with a guy who knows the system, who knows the organization, who knows the university, knows his players. I think that's that's very, very important uh, for the athletes and for the program as a whole. So I love the Hubert Davis hire. Uh, I'm interested to see what he does uh, with our, a very uh, modified roster, uh, which I'll get to in a moment with some of the transfers. Uh, but hopefully he can uh, definitely adapt to uh, our roster changes because we're going to be a bit more guard heavy after we've seen some of the news. Um, uh, but overall, love the hire. I think he's going to be a great coach. And uh, obviously, Roy Williams, he, he's a big magnet with attracting um, recruits. But UNC is still UNC. You know, we're still a blue blood. We're still a top college basketball program. People want to play for the Tar Heels. Um, and I think Davis is going to do a fantastic job. Now, this roster is going to look a lot different. A roster that was very big-oriented is now very guard-oriented. Let's start with Walker Kessler. He announces a few days after uh, after the tournament, I believe, or after our loss, uh, that he was going to enter the transfer portal. Now, my thoughts on this is I, I understood where Kessler was coming from. This makes sense. He was the fourth big in our rotation. He was only getting about nine minutes a game. Uh, it was only until about like towards the end of the season where he was getting some good minutes and good production. And I could see where he could say, hey, I want to be the guy. I want to go to a school. And I want to average 30 minutes a game and get all the touches. So Walker Kessler recently announced that he is going to Auburn to play for Bruce Pearl. And, you know, we, we I wish him nothing but the best. But I will say, I don't I, I think if it if he stayed with UNC, he would have gotten these touches. He would have gotten these minutes. I think he was primed to be one of the stars of the team. You know, it's definitely disappointing that uh, Walker left because we saw what he did against Florida State. We saw what he did against Notre Dame um, in the ACC uh, tournament. And he's just a phenomenal player. He's going to be great wherever he goes. Walker Kessler, he's got so much skill, so much potential, and it really sucks that he's not going to be a Tar Heel because I saw him being just a great player uh, for us. 
maybe it boiled down to Roy Williams retiring. Uh, maybe it was about the minutes he had his first year. You know, if you want to get more minutes and go to a better situation, you have to transfer. So I obviously respect the decision that he made. Uh, whether it's the right one or not remains to be seen because, again, I think he would have been a stud here uh, at UNC. Uh, but obviously wish him nothing but the best at Auburn. Uh, Dayron Sharp, he declares for the NBA draft. No surprise there. He'll be uh, a first-round pick. Uh, I mean, 6'10", great potential. We saw what he did for UNC. Uh, so that was kind of, that was not a shock there. Uh, Armando Baycott is testing the draft waters. Um, that's uh, not a surprise either. I think he'll, he will come back, though. Players, they'll go test the waters to get feedback from NBA scouts to see uh, what they can work on and what they should improve on to be able to get to the next level and succeed at the next level. And I think Baycott is uh, going to test the waters for that reason. I, I do believe he will be back for his junior year. Uh, the, a very surprising one for me, Garrison Brooks. Uh He's graduating from UNC, but he is transferring. He's going to use his fifth year of eligibility, and he just announced yesterday that he is transferring to Mississippi State. Now, I heard rumblings uh, when the Walker news came out uh, that Garrison was going to go to Mississippi State. He is from Alabama. I did see an SEC school uh, as an option for Garrison Brooks. Uh, did not think about Mississippi State. When I heard the rumor, I, I wasn't very uh, keen on that. Uh, on that rumor, on that idea of him going there, but he is going into Mississippi State, uh, and Garrison's just been a, he's been a model player for, for the Tar Heels, he's what you look for in a guy, obviously didn't have a great senior season, but he's a leader, uh, he's uh, a great teammate on and off the court, uh, he does a lot of things well, uh, he doesn't excel in many things, but he just does a lot of things well, and that Mississippi State team can will definitely be able uh, to use him uh, as a good big man and just a leader for the team. So uh, we greatly uh, salute Garrison Brooks for everything he's done for UNC uh, in his four years here. Uh, he, I, I believe he was on that national championship team, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and just like that, our quartet of big men, Kessler, Brooks, Sharp, Baycott, as of now, are all gone. They are all gone. I do believe Baycott will come back, so uh, assuming my prediction is right, Baycott will be our lone big man from that group of four. Um, uh, there were rumors of some of the guards transferring. Uh, that is not happening, though. Kerwin Walton's coming back. RJ Davis is coming back, and the big one for me, Caleb Love announced that he is returning uh, for his sophomore year because if he, uh, if he had a better year, he might have gone to, to the draft as a one-and-done. But I'm very happy to see Caleb Love come back and uh, definitely respect his decision to come back. You know, this is a guy uh, who had a very tough year, had high expectations as a UNC point guard, and, and he didn't have uh, the greatest year imaginable, didn't shoot the ball particularly well for most of the season. He had some stud performances, uh, a couple against Duke, had a really good game against Wake Forest, but uh, I'm very glad he's going to come back and going to be one of the leaders for this team. And uh, for everyone who questioned Caleb Love, uh, as a player, you definitely can't question him uh, as a teammate or a leader anymore because he could have he could have transferred as well. He could have done the same thing that Walker did. Uh, didn't like didn't have a great first season. Uh, didn't like his situation, and he could have transferred. But Caleb stuck out with it, and he's staying committed to UNC. and And I just love that. And I think he's going to come out on fire next year. I think he's really going to work on his game and. Just another year in the ACC. He's going to keep growing. RJ is going to keep growing. Kerwin's going to build off of his great um, freshman year for, uh, we. I mean, he was one of our best players because he was such a good shooter. 
Uh, so those, with those three guys, with possibly Baycott coming back, we still have a nice core. Uh, we saw Anthony Harris off the bench, Puff Johnson. Uh, he was injured for a bit this season. Hopefully he can get his way into the rotation. And now that, that gets us into some transfers coming in, possibly. First off, Justin McCoy from UVA. He is transferring to UNC. He's a six foot, uh, six foot eight big man. He only averages about three and a half points per game, three rebounds. Um, but he uh, UNC or not UNC UVA had a very short rotation, uh, so he was kind of fighting to get some minutes in there. They only played about six guys, and he was uh, seventh or eighth off the bench. Um, from what I've heard uh, and read, he's a great defender, good rebounder, doesn't seem like much of a scorer, uh, but it just seemed like he didn't really get much opportunity at UVA, and we'll sure need him because we are low on big men right now. Uh, we've offered to a couple other big men. Christian Bishop from Creighton, we have offered six foot seven, averaged 11 points per game and six rebounds. I love this offer. I would love to have Christian Bishop come to UNC. He is the modern day four. He uh, is a great, great rim runner, dynamic athlete. He can finish alley-oops. He can dunk it. He is just so versatile, so athletic. So I love this offer from UNC. And if Bishop comes here, I think he'll be a great pick-and-roll partner for guys like Caleb Love and R.J. Davis. Uh, so that's one I really, really, really want for the Tar Heels. And then another offer, Brady Manick from Oklahoma. He's a six-foot-nine big man, 11 points per game, five rebounds. Uh, Manick, on the other hand, is a great three-point shooter. He uh, shot 38% from three this season. He'll be uh, our stretch. He a, a typical stretch four. Uh, I think that shooting could really help UNC because we weren't a great shooting team last year. Um, and he is a senior, so I believe he's using his fifth year of eligibility. So if we got Bishop and Manic, we got some new big men into the system. One really athletic uh, rim runner, one good stretch four, and I think that will be very beneficial uh, to our team. So I'm very excited to see where those guys uh, end up. But if there is one of the two that we get, I want Bishop. Uh, I just really loved what he did at Creighton. Um, and I was actually surprised that he was announcing he was transferring because he's a good player. And then we have two recruits coming in. So I just want to run through them real quick and then I'll wrap up this episode. DeMarco Dunn. Uh, I, I want to pull up. I have his 24-7 pulled up um, right here real quick. So I want to just uh, announce his, um, his, his height and obviously a rundown of who he is as a player. So DeMarco Dunn, 6'4". He's a, a 180 four-star recruit. Um, from what I've seen from highlights... And from what I've seen or what I've read a little bit online, uh, he's just a great, great scorer overall. Good shooter. Um, I think this is a he's a shooting guard. I think this is uh, definitely a guy who can come into UNC and knock down some three pointers, add another uh, scoring threat. Um, so I, I really like his game. He just seemed like a guy who could just take over uh, in high school. One season he averaged about twenty points per game. Um, I have not checked up on his stats recently, but from what I saw in the highlights, he can score at all three levels. Um, I really like what he brings uh, to the table. And then Dontre Styles, uh, he's a small forward. He's about 6'7", uh, 205, four-star recruit as well. Um, and on the other hand, Styles is a very just versatile Another really good athlete. He can really drive into the paint. Uh, I think he's really improved on his mid-range jumper a little bit. Uh, Three-point shooting-wise, uh, I don't know if that's a strong suit or not. I read that he needs to improve on his shooting and ball handling a little bit. 
but it seems like he's going to be a really good defender as well, can guard multiple positions. Um, I don't know. He might be a better version of a Leaky Black, like a better scorer, um, who who will definitely be a little bit more aggressive. But uh, I, I really like what he can bring uh, to the table for UNC um, with, with these two guys coming in. One really good scorer, one shooter. Uh, Styles could be a, another glue guy. And if he comes in as a great defender, obviously UNC likes having uh, some good defenders. Uh, but overall, this, this roster is going to look a lot different. This is going to be a very different team, and I'm very interested to see. Uh, with Because we are going to be more guard-oriented, um, will Hubert Davis change the offense? We have run the two big men offense for um, a long time now with Roy Williams, and I've voiced my opinions on it a little bit. I don't prefer the two big men, and especially with this team now, I would love to spread out the offense. I'd love to run four guards. Uh, for example, starting lineup, uh, Caleb at the one, RJ at the two, Kerwin at the three, Leaky playing the four, uh, and we could have a four guard set or four out set uh, with Baycott at the five. I think that would be very beneficial for everyone. I think Caleb uh, needs the space to dribble drive uh, into the paint. He's a, a very good attacker uh, at the rim. And I think getting uh, some more space for Kerwin and RJ uh, to get three-point shots up and also for them to drive in a little bit uh, would help. And Baycock can still go to work down low, uh, but that also offers some good uh, kick-out opportunities for uh, some shooters if Dunn can come in and shoot the ball well like he did in high school. Um, and especially if we get guys like Bishop, we can get some more dribble-drive action, uh, some more pick-and-rolls. Uh, I, I just think with the two big men offense, if you pass the ball well, it's going to be great, but at times we were a little too stagnant, and I just prefer having, it's a guard-oriented game, and I just prefer having more space for the guards to operate. Uh, and I, I want this offense to really fit Caleb's strengths because he is our point guard, uh, but at the same time, we need to get some room for our shooters and also for, uh, for our big men to operate. We can't forget about them uh, because with Baycock coming back, he'll be one of our best players. That's about it. That's, that's all I have for uh, you guys today. I really wanted to get an episode out uh, because I love doing these. And uh, uh, wanted a lot's been going on with UNC basketball, so I wanted to recap uh, uh, what my thoughts on all the news because I just went through a lot of stuff. Uh, new coach, new players, players going out, players going to the draft. Um, but it looks like we're going to be – it looks like we, we could have a very good team uh, going into next year and with another year of our freshman developing – um, and with the maybe a couple new guys coming and bringing some talent, uh, I, I think this team, you know, we could be right back in it, uh, hunting uh, in in the ACC. Uh, obviously, it'd be a bold statement to, to say we would contend for national championship based off of what we've seen the past couple of years. But um, if if you said as of now uh, that we'll be better than an eight seed in the tournament, I think that's very plausible. Uh, it's very plausible to go the other way. But uh, really, really excited for. Um, uh, for what UNC basketball has uh, in store. Um, so thank you so much for listening. Uh, sorry for getting the episode out a little late. Uh, obviously, with uh, towards the end of the semester, I might not be able to get uh, as many out um, as I would like to. Uh, I'm going to aim for a couple a week uh, with finals coming out. Obviously, that, that won't be the best time to do one. Uh, but I'm definitely going to try to hit it hard during the summer. Um, Obviously, there won't be too much going on there for me for a little bit. So, um, and, and then at that time, NBA playoffs, uh, UNC football can get a little scouting on that. I, I still want to talk about the NBA a little bit. 
Um, so definitely, definitely want to plan out a, a better schedule. Uh, obviously, with college, it's uh, a bit uh, more sporadic for when I get these out. But I love doing these. Uh, and again, if you've listened all the way to this point, if and if you tune in every time, thank you so much. I uh, really appreciate uh, you listening. Um, and yeah, uh, I'll, I'll try to get another one out in the next couple of days. Um, uh, I'll probably talk maybe NFL draft, maybe NBA. Um, uh, not sure, but I'll, uh, I'll definitely make sure uh, to talk about. I'll definitely make sure to talk about the draft before that happens, and talk about the NBA uh, before the playoffs happen, and give a nice recap there. Uh, but anyways, I'm rambling on at this point. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. It's great to be back a little bit on the mic, and I'll talk to you next time.